1: Hi, this is Curl Bro, and I support Gen X Grown Up on Patreon, and you should too. And if you don't, I hope you leave enough room for my fists, because I'm going to ram it in your stomach and break your spine. Just go to slash Patreon to sign up today. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners to this, the backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I am John. Joining me, as always, of course, is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? It would not be a show without Mo. Hey, man. Hey, everybody. The backtrack episodes are, as you know, where we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. And you probably know that for most Gen Xers, board games were a big part of how we played together. In 1981, a new board game came along where rolling the dice and moving your piece was secondary to your knowledge of trivia and pop culture. In this backtrack, we're going around the board collecting pie pieces as we look back on the history. Of Trivial Pursuit, and we're going to attempt to not start any fights during this backtrack, like probably we started during sessions of Trivial Pursuit.
2: Oh yeah, back absolutely. in the day,
1: we'll uh, we'll do our best. Mo, no fighting with George, okay? Just just ground <laughs> I can't promise that. <laughs> Fair right. enough. Okay. We don't even
0: have to be playing a board game for that to happen.
1: Before we get into that, let's start with some fourth listener email though, and uh, you might know that we're we've been cross-posting all of our back catalog of episodes to a new YouTube channel, which is called Appropriate enough, Gen X Grown-Up Podcast hey, over on YouTube. Mm. And so people We're are starting to, to find our show over there and comment on the videos. So it could be an older video, and that's what I have this time as a comment on Schoolhouse Rock when it posted over on YouTube. Oh, now, now as you might fun, imagine, man. that thing's never getting monetized because it's full of copyrighted music, but it's still <laughs> a fantastic episode. I really enjoy doing it. I like re-listening to and Michael Schwartz saw that episode over on YouTube and left us a comment. Here's what Michael had to say. Schoolhouse Rock did not have the impact on me as other Gen Xers. Rather, it was the electric company that I remember most. Mm-hmm. You guys remember Electric yep. Company? Yeah. The electric oh, company. Yeah. That's, where, uh, Spider-Man. that's where the first, like, yeah, the live action Spider-Man. That's what I was going to say
2: yeah and Morgan, Morgan Freeman, Freeman on. yeah mm-hmm. and
1: he was and he what he was he like a his character I forget He was like the groovy something I know he was so cool <laughs> he was so cool than
2: that <laughs> do, do, yeah, do, I do, love do, the do.
1: electric company Michael goes on to say but I do fondly recall the great American melting pot and the shot heard round the world two of his favorite yeah, schoolhouse yeah, rocks. yeah yeah good ones and both of those were from the American history facet yes, of mm-hmm. schoolhouse rock yeah there's good ones in there uh, he says thanks for the retrospective guys always fun Michael. Well, cool. Thank you, Michael. Oh, cool. Yeah, nice. Uh, we love that you found us over on YouTube. We hope you also watch our regular channel and we have some other uh, child channels or uh, splinter channels, you might want to call them. You can check out. And you, listener, if you weren't aware, if you liked listening things on YouTube, we're over there too. So you can uh, check out an episode that you want to find and listen to it there as well. Michael, we love that you wrote in and had comment over on the YouTube channel. We appreciate every time a fourth listener writes in, lets us know how we're doing. If you would like to have your email featured here on the Show, it has dropped dead easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com and read every single one and most of them, like Michael's, will eventually make the show. You know, I feel like Michael missed an opportunity there. Oh? What, how's that?
0: Yeah, his sign-off should have been, may the Schwartz
1: be with you. Oh, Michael Schwartz. Uh, perfect. Michael.
2: <laughs> I bet you he's never heard that one. He's probably sick <laughs> right. of that joke. He's, he's like, ha ha, very funny, George. Yeah, he's, he, he's not having
1: it. <laughs> hey, with that good business behind us, let's jump into the
0: Go to prettylitter.com and use code Spotify for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. Would my esteemed colleague kindly repeat the question? Gladly, Senator.
2: What time does Wee Willie Winkie run through the town? Trivial pursuit. It's more than a game. It's a national obsession. It's here. Big Bird! It's there. It's everywhere. And the fun keeps coming. Trivial Pursuit. Because every American is entitled to life, liberty, and the pursuit of trivia. From South Shore and Ryder.
1: All right, we've got that dark blue box open. We've unfolded (laughs) the board. We're all picking our colors for the pie got the pie pieces sorted. We're about to play some Trivial Pursuit. So let's get started talking about the origin of this game. Uh, it was first created on December 15th, 1979 in Montreal, Quebec by Chris Haney, was a photo editor for Montreal's Gazette, and his buddy Scott Abbott, a sports editor for the Canadian Press. What happened was they had trouble finding all of their Scrabble pieces. They're like, let's play Scrabble, <laughs> but you you need a certain number. If you don't have all the E's yes. or all the A's, you're it's screwed. Not fair. Right. It's not fair. And so they're like, let's just make up our own game so that's that's what led to them creating trivial pursuit
2: Jeez,
0: yeah i mean <laughs> and interestingly enough it didn't take them very long to create the game and get it initially licensed they they put it over with a company called sal chow and richter writer uh, in 1982 but then parker brothers Ended up buying the licensing after that in 1988. Parker Brothers, of course, later became Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yep. there was another group, Virgin Group. They were oh, yeah. going to get it, but then they turned down the licensing rights. And it ended up going straight all the way to Hasbro in 2008 for 80 Million
1: dollars, 2008? Not pie
0: chunks or anything. Eighty million dollars in two thousand eight. <laughs> wow! And it's infinitely
1: expandable. It's like the game never gets old. Yes, it's trivia. Oh yeah, and it's ridiculously Jeez. simple too. It's there's. I understand yeah. why it didn't take them long to make it. It's like, well, let's draw a wagon wheel.
2: <laughs> <we go>. Done. <laughs> it just blows me away of how popular this game was. I mean, they said as of 2014, they sold over 100 million games. I mean, mm. and it was like in 26 countries, 17 languages. Wow. And then I guess the company Northern Plastics of Elroy, Wisconsin, which I guess makes all the plastic pieces, produced mm-hmm. 30 million games just between 83 and 85. Wow. Yeah.
1: You know, that 100 million games sounds low to me. Like, I don't think I know anybody that doesn't have at least one copy of this, or certainly not in the 80s, everybody
2: had it, didn't they? Yeah, but you don't know 100 million people, so. (laughs) Fair enough, Mo. (laughs) Factual.
0: I mean, 10% of the population is how many games that company produced in two years. In those first couple years, that makes sense to me, but... What I remember is whether or not I had the game, which we did, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. somebody within a group of three to four families had the game. Yeah, and absolutely. that was whose house she went to
1: mm-hmm. in the 80s.
0: Every yeah, night yeah. it was like, oh, we want to play board game. Who's got Trivial Pursuit? That's
1: how yeah. it went. And it should come as no surprise. In December of 93, Trivial Pursuit was named to the Games Hall of Fame by Games Magazine. Look, if one in three people's got it, odds are it's going to be on the list. Mm. And sure enough, yeah. <laughs> it added to the list. I used to have a subscription to Games Magazine. What a, what a great magazine when you were a kid. I had Science and Games. Those were the two right? things I would have. Mm-hmm. They're like the gatekeeper and arbiter of like what games are cool and hip and yeah. fun. Or at least they were in the 80s. They were, and yeah. Yeah, so Hall of Fame. Makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't all roses for the game, though. No. They no, had no, no. a multitude <laughs> of lawsuits that had been filed about this damn game game <laughs> when i was going through and doing the research i was pretty shocked by that because i'm like what the fuck are you gonna sue over trivia? somebody get mad because a piece of trivia about them was wrong or something what do you-? <laughs> but no in 1984 a guy named fred worth who had written a book called the trivia encyclopedia super trivia and super trivia Two because, you know, it needed a sequel. Uh, Mm. He filed a $300 million lawsuit against the distributors because he said that more than one-fourth of the questions from the Genus edition, the original one that we all played, had been taken directly from his books, so much so that they even reproduced the purposeful typographical errors that were deliberately placed in those books as misinformation. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) just to catch people. Like, one of the questions as an example was what was Columbo's first name with the answer Philip and that was put in the book to purposely catch anybody who would steal stuff and repurpose it and republish oh. it for their own reasons mm. so the guys who invented it the two guys we talked about earlier they acknowledged that his books were among their sources okay but they argued that this was not improper and that facts are not
2: protected by copyright that's
1: what I'm thinking
2: right actually that's true yeah yeah right Fact's a fact, right? No, one, you can't cover it. A fact.
0: District court judge agreed ruling in favor of them. The decision was appealed 1987. Here's what gets me. The United States courts appealed. Ninth nice circuit said, yep, that's a good ruling. We're keeping that. And then this guy said, fuck you. I'm going to the Supreme Court. <laughs> oh, and actually wow. took a board game lawsuit to the <laughs> Supreme Court in 1988, but they denied his claim anyway.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> They said,
0: no, we're not going to hear that case.
1: I was thinking that same thing of like, like well, if it's a trivia book. It's a fact. But I also get the guy's point where he's like, but you just took it verbatim, like with typos yeah. and stuff, it sounds like, especially the one that was wrong. Okay, that's a, that's a real gimme. Mm-hmm. But the thing I, I'm guessing probably the guy was most upset about is he had already written all of these yeah. trivia facts and all, all these books work. and didn't think of a way to monetize it as a game. And he was yeah. butthurt about it because like, I wish I'd thought of that. I came up with what basically is the most important part of the game, which is the actual... Actual yeah. trivia, yeah. yeah.
0: Sorry, saved them a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's in the title for a reason. I mean, it's just crazy. But Somebody
2: smarter than you, couple of ways to use it. I guess, too, because they probably use encyclopedias and stuff too. I would imagine, like, they, you know, back in the day, we actually had encyclopedias, and I'm sure they did that too. Which, again, sure. that's not that's not copyright infringement because you just no facts, no no, no. Right? it's mm-hmm. facts, right? I
0: mean. But it wasn't the only lawsuit. I'm not going to oh. go into it in real detail. There was another one that just caught my fancy that I didn't put in our notes, but I just want to tell our audience mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. There yeah. was a guy who he and his friend were hitchhiking in Canada, and they said they were picked up by one of the creators of Trivial Pursuit several years before the game came out. Yeah. And that they told him their idea for the Trivial Pursuit game, lock, stock and barrel. He stole everything. The best part of the story is when they (laughs) testified, the guy who claimed that his game was stolen by Mm -hmm. those Trivial Pursuit creators, his mother testified (laughs) and said, yeah, I found some documents in his bedroom and yeah, they were talking about this thing. And I know he did that much earlier than what these Uh guys did, but. I don't have them anymore. They were burned up or something. I don't (laughs) Oh geez. What mother would ever allow her child's documents to be burned? My mother still has my shit from the first grade. Don't tell me (laughs) your mother accidentally burned your trivial pursuit creation
1: documents. I don't buy that at all. You gotta wonder though, like so I don't, I don't necessarily disbelieve the claim that maybe they got the idea from somebody who told them this idea. Possibly, yeah. However, isn't there some value to actually having the motivation and the impetus and pushing forward and making the thing versus somebody that had the idea? Now, you could say I should track him down and try to compensate him for it. That's a separate. But did he steal it or was? I think every idea is inspired by some other idea.
2: Yeah. Like, I mean, where there's
1: do you stand intellectual on that? property
0: rights at play there that I yeah. couldn't argue with or against because i don't have that kind of knowledge but me either yeah i mean they for all intents and purposes nothing in their testimony said that they had put anything pen to paper other than these quote-unquote burned documents that mom lost yeah so i don't think that you really have and of course their lawsuit was dismissed or settled or some shit like that just to get it out of the way but yeah it's it's just crazy that as soon as something is super successful
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. There's yeah. going
0: to be somebody trying to cash in through the league. Of course. System. Yeah, for sure. Even in
1: Canada. <laughs> Even in Canada. Yeah. Sorry, eh? <laughs> Got to sue you.
2: <laughs> yeah. But the thing is that the concept of this game is so basic, you can get right down to it, that there's probably a thousand people that had a similar idea to create a trivia game like this, you know, or yeah. something. Who, who was this. first. Yeah, yeah. who was first. That's right? valid.
1: Yeah. Okay. Hey, that gets us off on a good start. When we get back from this next break, we're going to talk about how we played the game and all those categories that you either loved or hated. <laughs> Stick around. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show too. It helps more than you know.
2: Trivial pursuit champ, Sherman Murnmeyer. Who is Heidi Duty, sister? Heidi Duty! Oh! name Donald Clark's nephews! Huey! Dewey! Louie! Gotta keep my point shape! Every time you buy a McDonald's value pack, you get all this food bonus fries and a
0: free trivia pursuit sample pack. Quick the pull value packs.
2: Big Mac value pack, quarter pounder with cheese value pack, chicken McNuggets value pack, and filet of fish value pack. I'm a mean, mean trivia machine. Free sample pack. That's my attack. Rock top. I got this stuff. That's me. Gotta be. <laughs> you know, guys, I mean, we're talking about the history of this game. Um, mm-hmm. We probably should tell people how it's played, right? <laughs> I mean, if anybody's listening to this podcast that doesn't know how to play the game, there's I would be shocked, there, but possibly. you're probably right. All right. I mean, okay. at least the basics, maybe. right? I mean, I mean,
0: somebody might be forcing their child to listen to the podcast. No, that's so good point. Knows.
2: Good point. Firstly, right? we
1: apologize to you that your dad is making you listen to this.
2: Secondarily, <laughs> this this bit's for you because you maybe have never played. So here we go. Yeah. So, so I mean, the gameplay is pretty basic. The board looks like a, a wheel with six spokes. And mm-hmm. there's basically pl- places you can land on all around the edge and on the, each of the spokes. The <laughs> weather and each of those spaces has a color. And depending on the color, when you land on it, that's the question you have to answer. And you roll mm-hmm. a dice to determine how far you move. Now, where it gets interesting is that you're trying to collect. Basically, you have to answer one correct question from each category. Then you get to the mm-hmm. middle. You ask a general question that everyone else picks. And then, you know, you're the winner and you can say you're smarter than everybody else. Right. But, right. But <laughs> and then the fight. The real, but the real <laughs> rules, like the actual rules, I don't think I ever actually played because you're only supposed to get that little pie piece if you land on one of the ends of the spokes
1: yeah the hub, right? the hub that's bullshit if i get a question yeah. right i'm getting a piece of pie that's that's all yeah. there's <laughs> too.
2: well i mean that's why way i always played it too because the odds of us the game would be like three days long if we didn't do that mm-hmm. you
1: know? right right i'm just not smart enough to get it right that often frequently
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing that always got me to was the board itself mm-hmm. it was one of the first board games that i remember and it i'm or at least i guess of this type that there were no real words on the board yeah. other than trivial pursuit. Everything was a symbol and a color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Even right. the roll again symbols were little white symbols with a like a weird little priest looking guy who's thrown a die down, which I guess is like <laughs> saying Catholics are always gambling. I don't know. I'm probably gonna get in trouble for <laughs> saying that, <but.
1: laughs> but it just it
0: was interesting to me now the thing that i loved was even though the colors were the same for the different categories that you're going to talk about later mm-hmm. mo the little icons on the board were different on different spaces Yeah, I just it was really neat and unique and simple and well designed. I thought.
2: Yeah, and of course, like you said, if you answer a question correctly, then you get to roll again. That's like like the Mm -hmm. whole thing that you could keep going like forever, basically, and win the game in one turn. Take it
0: like in basketball.
1: (laughs) Wasn't there a thing like someone once told me I never played this way because I would die if you got asked a question you already knew anywhere on the board. You could lose your pie. And I was that like the pro version or something. Someone told me that was I never heard of that.
2: That sounds horrible. A question you
1: already knew. I don't you already understand. got right. You already... Like you already got one of the questions right, and then you had another question in that category and get it wrong, you'd lose the pie that you had.
0: Oh yeah, no, that I played like yes. Oh, oh, really? oh that, that right. no, All those games not last for me. Yeah, yeah, not for me. That w- that was rough. I'll get <laughs> yeah. into that in a personal anecdote section <laughs> okay. later okay. on. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So, so
1: George not only did it, but he got into fisticuffs over it. So we're gonna do little learn. More. <laughs> i didn't have my lunchbox with me at the time all right maybe it didn't draw blood then but it was something i was some
2: some conflict <laughs> the best part though to me is like in order to win the game you had to make your way back to the middle on an exact roll and again, right and answer a question from the category that everybody else picks that they know you suck at that you know <laughs> mm-hmm. it was your worst possible category yeah because like they've
0: watched you play the whole game yeah. and you struggled <laughs> with arts and literature or what the hell ever was your problem yeah. category and they're like oh guess which one you're and so, if you were smart, maybe you could fake them out by there you pretending go. to have a hard time with that question.
2: <laughs> or,
1: unless you're entering hour three and then they go, Which one do you want? I'll give you whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. I just want <laughs> this pick. to end. We just you want pick. to quit.
0: Yeah. What do you Please want? Entertainment? Right. Somebody dig through and get a movie
2: from this decade. Let's ask you. <laughs> do you want question. a hint?
1: I have a hint for you. Yeah, sometimes you just want it to be over. <laughs>
2: you get okay another chance yeah <laughs> Yep. so so speaking of the category so the basic okay. game right right the basic game the original the game.
1: genius edition the first genius. One. yeah genius. i kept yeah. saying
2: genius but it's not the genus a lot of There's people no did a lot it. of people right. did yeah. yeah
1: yeah
0: and it would have made sense why not yeah. call it genius it's trivial pursuit
2: i don't see know.
1: that's the trick if you call it genius you're not one because you can't read <laughs>
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> like, why does Starbucks got a large coffee venti? It's just stupid. Because <laughs> they can. Because they can. But let's see, I'm mean, going through the category, What was there? There was like geography. That was the blue one, right? Yes, yeah, uh-huh, that was,
1: right. and which was largely, and it sounds self-explanatory, but it could be, you know, what's the capital of this thing? Yes. Or it also could be, you know, what did this country used to be called or what yeah, year yeah. did it become some other country or right. things like that. Anything about a map or lines on a map or names or things like that, mm-hmm. that would fall in the blue one, yeah. yeah. And then we had, um, entertainment was one that I would pick a lot or try to pick yeah. a lot because that was where yeah. a lot of pop culture fell. And, and they, it was the pink sure. one, right? Yeah. It, yep. it would be, the problem is, it wasn't always sometimes it would be oh what about this movie what about this tv show and i'm like yeah and then sometimes it's like what about this opera i'm like dennis yeah, know. <laughs> that was the problem with the categories is that yes they were a category but it was so broad yeah. that nobody had a breadth of knowledge across everything in the category most people were kind of <laughs> specialists in a part of the category well before we get into the george categories
0: and you'll understand why i'll say that when we get into them oh all right the category that i actually thought I did the best at even back when I was in high school, when this game came out was the history category, which was yellow. Mm -hmm. I loved the history category because it felt like, a lot of the times the questions were very jeopardy like in that jeopardy would give you things in the question that would kind of lead you to the answer.
1: And that's the way the history
0: ones kind of came across to me a lot. Like I could generally figure out, okay, they're telling me that this thing happened between this and this war. So that was probably around this time Mm -hmm. period or something like that. And I could get close enough to get probably 75% of them. Right. That's
1: that's pretty good. And it was the same problem that you had with geography, your entertainment, right? It's Mm -hmm. sure you know, history, that doesn't mean it's going to be American history. It doesn't mean it's going to right. be 20th right. century history. It could be, Oh, well, yeah. What about the revolutionary war? And then it's like in ancient Mesopotamia, I'm like, damn it. Here we go again. That's you know, <laughs> it's another like, yeah, it's legally history, but
0: when did Waterloo happen with Napoleon? Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: It's just, it could be anywhere. Cause history is everything back to the beginning of recorded time. And they took advantage mm-hmm. of that. And you could, you could get stumped on like, I know history so well. Oh no, I don't know this at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> honestly the reason why i said the next three are george categories because i love to take a section of our podcast and you guys tell me i have to pick one thing and i cram two of them together and that's what they yes. did with all oh, of the last combos. three combos gotcha. gotcha. yeah makes sense. Yep. So yep.
1: not that you're they're your best but the first
0: one is art and literature right yeah I mean, oh, art and literature. Like broad. Oh, I hated yeah, that category. It's so broad. Oh, could Jesus Christ. To this day, I hate that. I have nightmares about this category <laughs> because I could never answer a single thing for unless I got lucky and I got the Charles Schultz peanuts question. <laughs> I was fucked every time in that game with this category.
1: Right. Well, I know Watterson did uh, <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes, but aside from that, I don't know much
2: art. Yeah, I would sometimes get lucky with the books when they ask about books. Sometimes I get lucky on those, okay, but then they get sure, to like, yeah. who painted the blah, 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 blah. I'm like, um, uh, yeah. you know. Da Vinci. Da Vinci. I'll answer yeah.
0: Da Vinci for the rest of the game, and maybe right. i get one right.
1: Who <laughs> changed the bedpan for the guy that did the cover art for this book that was written by somebody else? Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> really? Is that a thing people know? That was what always hit me. Does somebody know this?
2: yeah somebody somebody like i
1: understand it's information that you could find out but does anybody actually have some of this stuff in their head yeah i I mean apparently
0: that guy who sued him when they stole the questions (laughs) out of
1: his books i guess he knew it but again, it was in his book. I mean, it was in his head.
2: Yeah. True. So the next category is when it was my favorite because this is when I had the highest percentage of getting a right answer, which was science and nature. Okay. Oh, that makes that, sense. Right. That, was, yeah. that was a good one for me because if it was like a basic science question or about dinosaurs or, animal, you know, because I watch a lot of nature programs. So mm-hmm. I was like, no. Yeah. Well, now, when I say that it was my best category, I'm saying like I'd answer one in three. <laughs> so, right. Even your best. <laughs> yeah. Now, that was the green pie piece, yes. right? It was
1: yeah. the science mm-hmm. and nature. I always, Thought that it was like the color of like a tree or grass or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's how I remembered it was the science. Yeah, it and nature sense. Green yeah. kind
0: of went with that category.
1: Yeah, yeah, it did. And much like the others, again, I don't beat the same drum, but it could be anything. But in that broad category, and it's another George because it's science and nature, so it's a lot. But I think I mentioned a little <laughs> bit earlier that I used to subscribe to two magazines when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Well, two big time magazines, games and science, which was always like Science eighty or Science eighty one. It changed its mm-hmm. name, right? And well, I mean, then Atari Age later that doesn't count, but (laughs) But because of that, and my dad watching a bunch of Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom helped me with a lot of science and nature stuff, because even that's where I probably got my love of documentaries is seeing that. And so sometimes it's something that I saw Jacques Cousteau talk about on the TV, (laughs) and I would get lucky. But that was not the case with the orange (laughs) pie piece. (laughs) Just (laughs) freaking sports and leisure.
2: (laughs) Well, you hope for the leisure. You hope for leisure,
1: right? Yeah. Well, that's the problem. They should just call it sports and sports and sports and once in a blue moon leisure, not sports. Yeah. And even for people that yeah. like sports, the problem is it might be boxing or horse racing or yeah. downhill skiing. Olympics or, yeah, it could be anything. I'm going to tell
0: you. It's probably no surprise that was my category. I <laughs> love that. History was the one that I got a lot of questions right in, but you, uh, unless you threw one of those bullshit leisure questions at me, which <laughs> I don't even know what the hell that means, leisure. I'm just sitting around thinking of trivia. That's what he asked about board games. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. But sports, yeah, I, especially from the timing, because you got to remember this came out in 81. So the questions that came out were pre. 8081 mm-hmm. and so either my father had educated me on the thing that I would get right in the game or I had followed it religiously myself because I was so into sports for the first two decades of my life that I was when I played this game with anybody, sports was going to be my category. That was the first pie piece. And I would beg, you guys want the game to be over? Ask me a sports <laughs> question.
2: So, George, you just mentioned one of your favorite ones. So that's actually good. Mm-hmm. So is a question like for all of us. What was your best and worst? So if sports was your best, what was your worst category?
0: 100% arts and leisure. I hate arts that and leisure. fucking ca- or really? arts and what? Literature. Arts and literature. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Any one of those three, <laughs> I can't fucking answer anything in them because I oh, hated that category. That
2: was the brown <laughs> tile, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. It was brown and oh, purple. God. I think they might've changed it colors. Sh-
0: it was shit brown. Trust me.
1: <laughs> I hated that category. Oh God. Oh man. What about, about
2: you, Bo? You? Oh, mine was, let's see, my best was definitely science and nature for sure. Science my worst, okay. I probably sports and leisure is probably mm-hmm. my worst because I mean, if it was recent sports, like if they asked sports like in the 80s for a big name sport like basketball, football, I probably could get mm-hmm. it. But then they went back to like freaking who won this boxing match in 1961. Uh, did the box exist in 1961?
1: So in the second <laughs> Olympic Games, which gladiator? Right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Damn things. would be yours, John? Oh, well, I, I think I have the same worst category. It's probably sports and leisure. And it's okay. it's just like like it's not that you don't have to be a sports fan to do OK in sports and leisure But it helps certainly yes. because you pay more attention to sports stuff. It's just that the things they wanted to know were well beyond the scope of just a casual observer. They didn't want to know yeah. who won the Super Bowl this year. They wanted to know who was the backup quarterback for this Super Bowl <laughs> that they won. You know? And I don't know people's names. I'm like, well, I think the helmet was blue. You know, I'm like, I don't remember that kind of detail. I remember when
0: we used to play. You don't know Jack John would always be like John Elway. Be be a that's baseball. Just, that's why you don't know, always my only sports
1: (laughs) answer. Yep. John Elway. Eventually it's right is the thing. One day. Right, exactly. You do get it right once in a
2: while. A broken clock is right twice a day.
1: That's right. My favorite was probably, I also like the science and nature, but if I have to pick, if I had my pick, I usually pick entertainment because Mm. my breadth of knowledge across entertainment, just because it was, it was screwing around. It was doing the stuff is watching TV and movies. That was stuff like, I don't know, a lot of that crap. It's just (laughs) when they started asking, it was one thing to go who won the Oscar, but it was something else to go who was the key grip on that movie or something you know that was right they, they, could, they could get you so yeah yeah entertainment was probably the one i would pick the most i mean before we
0: move on to the next section of the podcast mm-hmm. i just want to point out something that i'm looking at one of the pictures of the original board you know that blue mm-hmm. board with the hub and spoke and all the images mm-hmm. and it just dawned on me there's something very rubik's cubey about the board and i remember thinking about it back then but mm-hmm. i completely forgot about it until we started talking about this podcast The hub and spokes at the very end of them, they're opposite of each other. So, for instance, the brown hub part at the end of its spoke is surrounded by three yellow categories. And on the opposite side is a yellow hub surrounded by three brown and Mm -hmm. so forth all the way around the board. And I wonder to this day what those categories needed to have in common for them to do the board design that way. Because everything else looks fairly randomly placed except for the hubs at the end of the spokes. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I remember noticing that and I always kind of felt that they put diametrically opposed things like I'm not looking at the board, but I'm guessing like they don't put arts and literature opposed with uh, uh, with entertainment because they're both kind of, you know, yeah. Yeah. But you would put sports up against entertainment, maybe. So you're trying to get down to that spot to get a pie and you miss it by one. You're like, damn, it, it's my worst one. And then the deal was, if you got it right, you got to go again. Right. But if you didn't, you had to move on. And so the thing was, you're trying to get down to that one and if you miss it or overshoot it you're screwed because you're not going to go again because there's going to be a one that's bad for you so Mm. it's got a rubik's qb now that you talk about it yeah it's bright vibrant colors just like it right perfect for the 80s now when we get back from the break we're going to talk about how trivial pursuit moved on well beyond that original genus edition in 81 many many different iterations and even variations of the board game a lot of them we're going to talk about it not all of them because there's too many but we're talking about (laughs) some of them right after this Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com.
2: The game of Trivial
1: Pursuit has gone 80s. Totally 80s. won totally. totally. <laughs> the mad run. Who found home? Who's mean and green? Totally 80s.
0: What sport was played by the guy Kareem? Totally 80s. Who
2: played the baby weird song? What time? Optimus Prime.
1: Remember more than you know.
0: As many questions as there are in a Trivial Pursuit game, there are Mm -hmm. that many goddamn variations of this (laughs) game out there. I think you're right. Oh my God. Doing the research on this thing, I found like a Wikipedia page that just talks about additions. And you know how you have the little wheel on your mouse that you scroll down to Mm -hmm. go through an article on a webpage? Mm -hmm. It was like 30 wheel scrolls to get to the (laughs) bottom of this damn page.
1: (laughs) It was ridiculous.
0: Ridiculous. how And they're just one line for each edition. It's not like they gave us a crap ton of information that I was scrolling through. It's <laughs> literally like hundreds of editions. One of the things that I think is interesting because of the timing of when this game came out, 1981, as we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. they released a lot of these editions or variations on the computer and there was a British software company named Domark, and they released a home computer version billed as Trivial Pursuit, quote, or colon, the computer game mm, for clever. a whole bunch of different formats during the <laughs> 1980s, which included pictorial and music questions. That's cool. Yeah. But other than that, it was pretty much the same game as the original board game. But you get that extra thing that you couldn't have on a board game. You couldn't have video. You couldn't have audio.
2: Oh, true.
1: But
0: they gave it to you in that computer variation. <laughs> That's nice. Remember
1: what they called computers back then in, uh, you know, in the early 90s? Multimedia computers. Right. right. Which meant, exactly. oh, it has pictures and sound. Upscale. <laughs> but yeah, I could... that had to add so much Trivial Pursuit and you gotta people are dying for those because they probably only had a few hundred sound and, and pictures right. because you yep. can't fit that much on a CD but yeah, that's true, that that is true. Yep. none of them were high definition I guarantee that no. no they were 240 <laughs> pixels by 130 pixels they were very yep. tiny <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. squint tell me what this looks like go
0: <laughs> and those pixels were ginormous by the way they were not <laughs> yeah. small mm. highly
1: detailed little smaller no nope, uh-uh. nope. nope. <laughs> I downloaded a lot of pixels off the internet internet uh, well the internet <laughs> bbs's back in the day one line <laughs> at a time one line at a time yep uh in the uh it also got adapted beyond just playing games they did, they did variations they did adaptations and reissues and stuff i thought it was interesting and i never saw this but the family channel did a tv game show a television version in ah. the early 90s hosted by wink martindale Oh, of course. Now, the thing is, it's just a trivia TV show, but they use the mechanics of Trivial Pursuit. Oh, you got to get your piece of pie. You know, they just Mm. use that to map it on because it wasn't the first trivia show on TV. Every game show is a trivia show almost. I would have loved to have seen that
0: combined with a version of the TV game show Double Dare. That would have been awesome.
1: (laughs) Combined, right.
0: Like the people had to jump in their piece of the pie
1: and swim it around (laughs) or something
2: like that. Fight for it and go, right. (laughs) It'd be more exciting, but... You know, there actually, there was actually a BBC television show too. They did so. I okay, had no idea, but apparently they did one in UK also. So this thing had worldwide popularity. Apparently, hmm. um, makes sense. And but of course, like I think about two thousand three, they came out with this online version, which actually uh, I guess was kind sense. of cool because it was online. I guess the questions could constantly be fresh and they could update and all that. Of course. Kind of stuff. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But they were already too late. You don't know Jack yeah. had kicked their ass in the computer space for trivia. Mm-hmm, as far as I mm-hmm. was concerned at that point, yeah, that was by far the better. Trivia games. Still to this day, I enjoy a you don't know Jack game, like a real you don't not the Jackbox party yeah. games, but yeah. you yeah. don't know Jack. Oh, I still love that way more than trivial pursuit. Yeah, I
1: do too. Well, but but that's it. Like you don't know Jack was effectively the multimedia trivial pursuit because they had all sorts of auditory questions mm-hmm. and you know, interpret this and listen to a sound questions and and pop culture woven in between it was a smarter, cleverer, more entertaining version of what some people might call kind of a kind of a straight it's almost a trivial. trivial. Trivial Pursuit's like a button-down kind of board game. Like you can play it over tea with a with a vest on.
0: Trivial Pursuit is the professor at the university in Harvard, and you don't know Jack is like (laughs) the drunk teacher at your local community college.
1: (laughs) I thought you were going to say once the professor, once Gilligan, but both 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 of those work. (laughs)
2: Well, yeah, that works (laughs) too. Well, speaking of TV, in in
1: 1988. There was a made-for-television movie titled oh my God. Breaking All the Rules, The Creation of Trivial Pursuit. So this was oh. an adaptation of the game, but a retelling of the creation of the game. Oh, okay. It was pseudo uh, pseudo historical, I guess, but it was mostly a comedy. It had music by Jimmy Buffett, and it portrayed those creators who we named earlier of the game as three beer loving Canadians. <laughs>
0: did so. they did they pick up a hitchhiker on the side of the road who they stole <laughs> the game from? Maybe that so. I, I haven't seen
1: it. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> and uh, and finally, I had to grab this one. Is a great thing, and I have played this game in '84. Bally Sente released a Trivial Pursuit arcade game. Really, it's All garbage. Right. So don't (laughs) play it. (laughs) I was going to ask you how was it? Incredibly low res, and the the questions were. I even played this in a bar, not in an arcade, but I think I played it in a bar. And the thing about this is they could put it in those table uh, bar top kiosk things, oh, right. the the whatever those things are called. You know, some stand up arcade. But I remember it had I think four color buttons, like yellow, blue, green, and red, or whatever. And those are the buttons you push because it was multiple choice. Because you couldn't. No. It was a multiple choice. Right, shoot. Unlike it, well, easier certainly. Yeah. But uh, it was all kind of bland, but they did have some multimedia stuff like they would show a little picture and stuff like that occasionally, which I'm, you know, based on the computer game. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and they didn't stop there. Hasbro Interactive, they released a millennium edition in 1999 for all of the generation that hates us and calls us boomers all the time. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) They had three different modes in the thing, and it had some different categories like classic pursuit party pursuit because you know you think a party when you're playing trivial pursuit and uh point pursuit which was like a scoring version of the game Uh. they were trying to cash in on the craze and they kept doing it you got to realize 1999 that's 18 years after the original game's release and they're still coming up with new things because this thing is still making money when you go to your walmart What are you going to see? You're going to see risk. You're going to see monopoly. Mm -hmm. You're probably gonna find a Trivial Pursuit game, and the thing that is really interesting is all the additions. Now, what we've been talking about are variations of Trivial Pursuit, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? But there are specific additions that I don't classify them as variations. These are just like like reclassifying or drilling down onto a specific
2: subject Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. putting it into the Trivial Pursuit game format. Uh, Yeah, George, you're right. And one of my favorite—I mean, one of the ones I actually played and did well on. <laughs> so I was, happy with, <laughs> was uh the star wars version they had a star oh, wars yeah. okay. which makes sense like and the categories they were like the characters the weapons and vehicles the history geography droids creatures and aliens and then there was a wild card one should be like any question
1: oh that, that's great so now it's like you can be a specialist in star wars and yeah. now it's just digging into your fandom right. exactly exactly I can imagine though much less stress. Like, I don't much have to know, stress.
2: you know, I did not even know about the pyramids in ancient Egypt. I just know about the thing I like. Yeah, that's the, the cool. problem is, though, when you're playing with other people who also like really into it. If you get something wrong, it's like you don't hear the end of it.
1: Oh, oh! now oh, you're, you're sure <laughs> you're the guy <laughs> yeah. that didn't know the
0: name of yes. this thing. Blah, 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 <laughs> blah. Yeah, uh, there are people that will argue with the game. Um, actually, it should be. <laughs>
1: Well, it's commonly thought that's true, but you really it turned out it was such and such. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know <laughs> that's not canon, so they can put that <laughs> in can- That was just in a comic book.
0: One game that I would love to play an edition of with YouTube, especially for money, is the sports edition. <laughs> I think especially that makes a money. lot of sense. <laughs> no listen to the categories they had nicknames they had football they had catch-all basketball baseball Mm -mm. and john for you numbers i mean you can't lose with that it's gonna be (laughs) stupid
1: jersey numbers it's it's not gonna be like math (laughs) or (laughs) stats oh my god stats right oh i couldn't even tell you what a a good batting number is it's a thousand (laughs) eight hundred i don't know (laughs) it's a percentage damn it Oh, okay all right (laughs) <laughs> anyway, oh, they.
2: they <laughs> there's many field goals they get. Well,
1: then you could do ones that I might do better at. So they did one that was rather than just like a single fandom, like Star Wars or something, did one about Warner Brothers. So they picked like a body of work. Mm. And the categories of that is like movies, Warner Brothers movies, cartoons, mm-hmm, sure. television, ah. classics, behind the scenes, and then kind of like your catch all. They had anything yeah. goes, which is great because that's also the name of a great right. movie.
0: Like there's always a wild card in these and they just yeah. name it differently. Wild
1: card, catch all anything yep.
0: goes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And
1: I don't know if I want to play with money with you guys on that, but I think we could all enjoy that one without having to worry about the crazy fun. off the wall yeah. questions. Yeah. And there's no sports in it, which is great. <laughs> you don't know this sports movie. Because <laughs> Warner Brothers didn't do sports, <laughs> right? Less with a sports movie. Who did Hoosiers? I had to check it. Yeah. I don't know uh, they did a they did a sports cartoon maybe, right? Maybe so Casey I might have the seen bat that could be in yeah, there. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> the, another one they did actually uh they did a Lord of the Rings version, which came out like right after oh. the third movie oh I know. could
0: crush on that there's um, a lot in there actually
2: don't be so quick on that Why? I I play some of these things these questions you need to be like dig because it wasn't just the movies it was also the books so they went sure. into yeah, serious detail on these okay. about the land that Gandalf came from blah, blah 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 blah, and what was the name of his sword what was the name of, I mean I saw some of these questions and I was like holy okay. crap something I could get like the basic ones. Yeah. yeah. But right. Who was Gimli's fault I mean, it was like holy crap. I mean, it was it some of it was very detailed. So what kind of categories did it have? So it had things like good characters and then evil characters, it's two separate characters. Yeah, oh, that, characters. that makes sense. Okay. okay, yeah. Opposite sides of that board. <laughs> yep. Things which is uh, like yeah, swords exactly. and ring place and history, which is hell. That mm-hmm. one was terrible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Warfare, about all the battles, and then about making the movies. They actually had one about the movie. Oh, oh, specifically nice. about the
1: movies. That had yes. to be cool. That would be oh, cool. That was neat. that was
2: that was the easier one. <laughs> yeah. But even the warfare one. How how many of these die i'm like I, i'm sure it's mentioned in the book somewhere
1: how many teeth were knocked out when yeah <laughs> how many fingers were cut off of sauron's exactly. hand yeah. when he <laughs> lost <laughs> the ring there's one that i would like to pick up that i've never seen from 2006
2: called totally 80s oh, oh, Lord. oh we would crush on that
1: you're playing into the stereotype with that accent what are you doing well it's you know there's there stereotypes for reasons dude i mean they're out there so. <laughs> <laughs> but this had categories. It, it was not entirely unlike... Regular Genus Edition. It's just that it was all focused around our favorite decade. So mm. you had headlines, television, movies, music. So right there, the middle three, three of them are the things I know TV, movies, music. Great. That's a good start. <laughs> right. But then they still had sports and leisure. And then, like no. you said, wow. George, they had a wild card that could be just doesn't quite fit anything else. But at least it was like it didn't happen in the 20s when I wasn't alive. I have a chance of having
2: heard about <laughs> give a, it. You have a chance. Because
1: I <laughs> I was alive and paying attention to things. So if I could find one of those, but it's now was that, I don't know, 18 years old, 17 years old yeah. or something. It's probably still out there. Somewhere.
0: Well, I mean, lest anybody think that they stopped making new editions of this trivial pursuit game at some point, because you know, they, whatever happened, happened. In 2019, they're still creating new editions of oh, Trivial Pursuit. And this one, John, may be your favorite 80s version because, believe it or not, there are four different 80s versions really? of I oh, didn't know that. Yeah, right? well, hey, we're that important. But listen at the categories for the 2019 Back to the 80s edition. I'm in. Do it. Movies, TV, music, right? Awesome. You awesome. like yeah. all those. Famous people and events. Yeah, pretty good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Trends. Okay. Like warmers. Got it. Tech and fun. (laughs) Dark tower. Sounding (laughs) like a podcast, you know, right? Yeah. 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 And the best category in any Trivial Pursuit game for my mind stranger things they have a category <laughs> specifically dedicated
1: to the stranger things TV now, window, they, i guess i don't know do you think so i bet you that's it just their name like for the wild card channel stranger it things be. would be a oh. great name either way, for a random fucking brilliant market oh yeah either oh, way yeah. either way i yeah and it's just from when 2019 all right 2019 dear dear amazon i gotta check this out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay you've heard us mention some of our experiences playing this game thus far so in the next segment when we get back we're going to talk about some of our most memorable times playing this game and what came of those memorable times <laughs> and what happened <laughs> so we'll be right back If you're a Die Hard Gen X grown up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com/patreon. I'm here to tell you about new Trivial Pursuit card sets. Three sets of cards so you don't have to buy a whole new game.
2: There's like this groovy 60's card set man with questions just about the 60's. And you don't have to buy a whole new game, just a new card set. Like the 80's. Who could forget the 80's? Well, I... But how about those vintage years?
1: Mom, and you don't have to buy a whole new game Bow. Trivial Pursuit card sets Just pick a set you can relate to so we're back and we're talking now about some of our most memorable play sessions of Trivial Pursuit. I think <laughs> this is one of those games where you could just play and play and play. And like Monopoly, then there's that time we played and this happened, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> one time at band camp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so why don't we start with with you, Mo? Can you share sure. with us one of your most memorable play sessions or memories around Trivial Pursuit? Oh my Pursuit? God,
2: yeah. I mean, I'm sure I've told the story before because it's Sounds like one of like my favorite he's stories. Sounds like got PTSD about it. it like, I do because his face it, is in his was, hands it was one of the few times i played with my dad And mm. now my dad had the most like he read a ton he his memory was amazing so we were playing with him getting our asses kicked just the whole game mm-hmm. okay and okay. it wasn't even it was like me and a friend against him it wasn't like like teamed up it, we were teaming up against and we we're still losing so he lands on history, and then he gets a question. And you, know, you ever get the question? You look at it, you're like, "Oh yeah, there's no way to get in this." No, you, know, like, <laughs> hey, you kind of get that little grin before like, you, you can't wait like to ask. You can't wait. So, and I still to this day, I remember the question: Who lives oh. at 11 Downing Street? Not 10 Downing Street. Not but at 11. 11 Downing Street. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's- me and my friend are like giggling. And my dad says, the Chancellor of the S-Checker. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs>
1: wait, 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 first, what's an S-Checker? Does anybody okay, know? I had
2: to look this up. <laughs> they, okay. My dad had to explain this answer to me afterward. I'm like, what the Basically, it's their treasure. Okay. And so, and so I was like, are you kidding me? He's like, well, you know, the prime minister lives at 10 Downing Street. And then, you know, so so lives at 12 Downing Street. So the only one left was there- <laughs>
0: He knew the who only was down, down the left. <laughs> so, The only one left. That's what he gets me. Like, well, he knows them all. The, he did it by process well, Maurice, of elimination. it was a simple
1: process of elimination. Exactly what I was going on. I know My facts. dad answered so, it.
2: He just, he, I, I mean, one I, reason it's like a fond memory is my dad was just relishing answering this question. <laughs> you know, like, oh, he, was dumb punks. he was just like, oh, you know, and then we said the answer. We were like it just blew us away we were just like at that point i think we're like yo can we just say you won and let's just move on
0: that's when you rage quit flip the table and just the board goes everywhere at that point
2: (laughs) So that was mine all right so that's mine george you got one
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, You know, this game, it came out in 1981, as we talked about earlier. And I went to high school in 1985. I went through the first couple of years of high school doing mostly sports and other related type of activities, So football, baseball, Mm -hmm. basketball, Mm -hmm. track and field, that kind of thing. My junior year, I ended up kind of having a thing for one of the girls in school who was a senior. And Mm -hmm. she, I think, kind of liked me and she invited me to brain bowl practice. Practice because she uh-huh. was okay. one of those kids that was right into in. the brain bowl and debate club and stuff like that. Well, actually, we started the debate. Anyway, long story. <laughs> when we went to brain bowl, we had to figure out a way to practice for ourselves because the person at the school, the custodian guy who was in charge, not the custodian like janitor, but like mm-hmm. the guy who was in charge of the group really had no way to help us prepare for these brain bowl competitions. Like this guy didn't have a fucking clue, really mm-hmm didn't like he was in charge of it and he got accolades for that but he couldn't answer a single question <laughs> he wasn't so
1: much a good coach he just was there for with along for the ride kind of he he was the guy with the keys
0: to the room that could let us in <laughs> and lock up afterwards that was about it for him uh, so one of the things that we used as a tool was trivial pursuit and Makes we would sense. literally like at first we were playing the game and we were playing that hard version that you guys talked about mm-hmm. earlier this i was going to reference later where if you missed a question they took that fucking piece out of your mm. pie oh, chart thing mm.
2: no, oh god no, that no, 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 was no, no, no. brutal
0: and those sessions would last for like four or five hours yeah, to I finish imagine. one game because it was a tough game but it taught us a lot of trivia which was very useful to us in the brain bowl mm. thing it prepared us for getting sharp we used to use buzzers so anybody could answer the question mm-hmm, you know because mm-hmm. we were trying to do the time right, element right. thing eventually we got to the point where we just stopped using the board and it was just we would go through the cards and you would have to answer every every question on the card and then move on to the next card and so on and so forth. And we just Mm. went through every single card. Remember they came with those two boxes of cards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You
1: flip them front to back, front to back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we would just go through those things every day after school for like an hour or two when we had brain bowl practice, it was exhausting. It was mentally just tiring (laughs) to no end. But I really think that is where I developed my love for trivia. Far more than playing the game with anyone else or the little trivia uh remember those smart Mr. Wizard things that you would oh, plug yeah, yeah. together. Electronic toys in the Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. in the seventies. Quiz Wiz. This quiz whiz. was where I quiz whiz, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> this was where I developed my true love of trivia was from these mm-hmm. brain bowl sessions in high school. I'm
1: curious, do you happen to remember like any questions? you covered rehearsing with Trivial Pursuit that actually paid off when you went to a competition? Or was it just general knowledge that helped you? Well,
0: so the categories that paid off the most, because you remember I went to a private religious high school. Mm-hmm. So certain categories were not going to make it into those brain bowl competitions. Oh, right? Okay. But the ones that I remember specifically paying off history was really, really big mm-hmm. until you got to biblical history. And then we didn't, cause there was none of that in trivial. <laughs> oh, Persu- <really>. okay. <laughs> There's yeah. like maybe one question about Moses and Abraham or something. Right. And that was about it. Science and nature was really big. And the art side of art and literature was pretty big in those. They didn't really do the literature in the Brain Bowl competitions because it was more secular than religious. So uh-huh, I see. Uh, those yeah. three categories really okay. did Neat. a lot for us in those competitions. Okay. The cool. sports, almost Neat. nothing. Worthless. <laughs> <laughs> Just fun. <laughs> right. John, what about you? Did you have any kind of a personal anecdote that you wanted to share with the
1: audience? Uh, For sure. Yeah. Mine is also attached to school. So when I was uh, in high school, the last two or three years of high school, I had the same English teacher because Mm. she was the English teacher for college preparatory, for advanced placement English. And I was pretty good with writing and reading and stuff like that. So ish (laughs) enough, smart smart enough that I got in these courses. (laughs) And she was by far my favorite teacher ever. I mean, she is the best educator, certainly up through K through 12 that I ever had. What was her name? Her name was Barbara Clark. Ah. Things about her I could tell you that still make me smile. She graded papers with two pens, one red and one purple. If she's gonna correct you, she wrote it in red. If it was a good thing, she wrote it in purple. And you get a paper <laughs> back and just flip through. Look at her purple. Look at her purple. Like oh, here's something she liked. You know, she'll say, you know, nice alliterative language or whatever she'd say in there, you know. Anyway, uh, when I was in a senior in AP English with her, one thing she would do, and it was just like twenty kids in the whole class, right? It was a smallish class, because uh, not everybody made that course, but she She would invite us to her home. Ah. It would be like a potluck. We'd all bring a dish. Mm -hmm. And often we would like watch a movie that was either an adaptation or something of a novel we had read in the class or whatever. Just, you know, socially. It wasn't like for work. It was just like a reward. You know, we're going to do this twice a year and do these things. And one of the things we would often do is after watching the movie, we would play Trivial Pursuit. So she had her version. Uh, She would break it out. And I don't remember doing great at it or poor at it. I I just remember in the moment, like I'm in a teacher's home. She's Mm -hmm. welcomed me in. We're all eating whatever food we brought. We're hanging out with kids outside. So it's it's school-ish because it's kids from this one class. But we're all, you know, we're all doing okay in Trivial Pursuit because we made it to AP English. We know something, right? right. And I just, rem- I, I remember how the games went. I just remember. I can't think of Trivial Pursuit without imagining. Like, I can see her house. I can see mm-hmm. her dining room. I can see we had it spread out on the coffee table in the living room where we've been sitting watching the movie. And it was because this teacher had expanded on her curriculum to bring these kids into her home beyond. Now I don't know how kosher that would be today. People would go, oh, you can't cross the line and. Do- whatever but this was 87 86 87 and it was a highlight of Mm. my education and it had Trivial Pursuit baked right into it and it was it was just a great memory of growing up and it was and so now Trivial Pursuit makes me smile because it reminds me of that teacher and those nights eating lasagna and pizza pockets or whatever people brought (laughs) watching some dumb movie I didn't want to see in black and white and then playing this game together and it was just it was great fun that's cool nice I, I think probably anybody you ask has stories like this around trivia. If they played it, it's not a game pardon the pun, it's not a trivial game. It's important (laughs) in people's lives, I think, because it was so prevalent. Odds are you played it and it was memorable at least once. So, I'll put the call out to the fourth listeners. If you remember a specific anecdote or a special time you played Trivial Pursuit or a crazy question your dad got right that he shouldn't have (laughs) or something, please write in and let us know. I think we'd love to hear about it. Whew, right. I've got all my pie pieces. I'm in the middle. (laughs) Rather, Rather than ask a question, I will just once more remind everyone how much we love and appreciate our Patreon supporters over at GenXGrownUp.com Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, you could also become one of those supporters and ensure that we continue to do what we do, delivering this show to you and so much more. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of the show. Don't worry, we'll be back in two weeks with another backtrack. And next week is the standard edition of our show. Until then, I am John George. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir.
2: Mo, you know I appreciate you. Always well, fun, man.
1: Fourth listener, it's you though. We all appreciate most of all. And we'll talk to you again next time. Bye bye.
2: See you guys. Take care, everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a
1: grown-up? X Grown-Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.
2: No more shows till Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries.
1: We love that you wrote in, I, Michael. Thank you. Sorry, what? I was I was gonna do a funny thing. Oh, oh! <laughs> We're we gonna continue. You're gonna do the funny thing. Okay, got it. you gonna
2: yeah. make it funny. Come on.
0: I'm Allison Holland, host of the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast.